Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise the Lord, glory to God. Well, I want you to get out a pen, get out a piece of paper, get ready. Don't forget, take out your mobile device right now. Come on, everybody, take out your mobile device. Share this message. Man, I promise you, if you're not in transition, sooner or later, you're going to see transition. And when transition comes, you are going to maybe be in one of the most um, peculiar places you've ever been in your life because transition in God is coming. Most people don't know how to figure it out. Most people surely do not know how to navigate when they're in the middle of it. And a lot of people, they don't have a problem with um, kind of getting God to start it. But boy, they sure have a hard time watching God finish it because a lot of it comes down to how you respond within it. Um, I'm going to talk to you about people, um, and you're going to locate yourself. Uh, I'm, I think I'm pretty, pretty good at this. Um, that's why I think it's so important that you really pay attention because I think I'm pretty good at navigating this from walking with God for years that there were seasons of unknown, but it took faith. It took faith. But then there were seasons when, man, you're in, you're, in, you're in what you're supposed to be doing and you don't see any of it kind of working out. And man, I'll tell you what, you can really waver and waffle when you don't know that you're on solid ground. You know, the Bible starts talking about an unstable man. I think we've all been the unstable person in life because, you know, I think I heard right and I think I'm following it, but I don't really know. And I'm starting to look at the natural. And then you got some people, they just think movement. I've seen this over years and it's really... I'm not really happy to say this, but people think movement is growth and movement and, and they'll, they'll mess up transition for change and think they got to change something. They'll, there's a lot of stuff in this and I might, might even have to, you know, preach about this for a couple of weeks just to get this all out. But I want you to understand something. Can I triumph through transition? Because a lot of times in transition, it looks, through, it looks through the eyes of storms. It looks through the eyes of tests. It looks through the eyes of challenges. And a lot of times in the middle of it, you think, man, if this is, if this is going to another, you know, God said you go from glory to glory. If this is going to another level, I don't know if I even want to go anymore with God because this seems too hard. Well, I want you to know you're in good company. We've all been there. We've all gone through it. And today I want to give you the powerful truths that could change your life and understanding that you could triumph in transition. Now, some of you today are going to locate yourself in the place where you haven't even you know, the thing with God is this. He said, the willing and the obedient eat the good of the land. And sometimes in life we realize this, like, well, God can't bless your mess, but he sure can take you from one season to the next if you follow his plan. Now, I'm going to tell you this now, but he never promised that going from where you are to where you need to be wasn't going to be messy. You got to trust God where you can't trace him. You got to trust God where you can't track him. You got to trust God when you're in transition and a lot of times you can't lean into your own understanding. That's what starts happening. You start leaning into your own understanding, start thinking like, my God, if I'm in the will of God, why is this so, so difficult? If I'm supposed to be starting this business, why is this so hard? If I'm supposed to be in this you know, marriage, why is this so tough? I thought kids was gonna be, having kids was going to be easy. Look, everybody's there and everybody's gotten there, but the key is this. Can you stay the course in the place of transition? I thought of something um, just before I came out today to preach this to you, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I wrote this down, and I, I grabbed it. Have you ever felt trapped in transition? Man, is that not a word? 
I'm just trapped in this thing. I feel like I can't get out of it. Um, there's people that actually teach people. They try to coach them out of these transitions. It's really funny. They're called transitional coaches. They try to coach you through a transition in life. Companies will pay people to come in like executives when a company takes on, um, it's like a consultant will come in and help the organization transition. Sometimes in new ownership or leadership and stuff like that. Church does it. We try to transition churches and we try to do this through coaching it through. But I want you to know the word of God is the first and foremost thing we need to look at. Um, transition, people, people don't have a problem with knowing that change is coming. You know what I mean? Everybody's looking for change and wants change. But the problem is this. They lose the sense of comfort the minute change is implemented. Like, hey, I want change. Everybody wants change until it starts becoming uncomfortable. Everybody wants to change. You know, everybody wants to, you know, oh, I want to, I want to lose 10 pounds. Now you got to put the work in to lose the 10 pounds. You know what I mean? Oh, I want to get a better, I want to go get a better degree. Now you got to go to college. I want to, you know, it's, change sounds great. Oh, we want to change our marriage, but now we got to go read, you know, seven hours of marriage books. You know what I mean? Everything you want to do to change, even in sports, you know, like even the kids, you know, I do this with the kids. Like, oh, I want to be an athlete. Well, if you want to play football or you want to do your things, now you got to go put in the 12 hours a week to train to get ready for the change you're looking for. It all sounds good. Change sounds good until we got to put the work in and transition from where we are to where we're going. So I got a lot of great things for you. Um, here's a big one. Even when transition is clearly necessary and beneficial, it is still stressful, painful, and really uncomfortable for everyone involved. Transition constantly causes adjustment, discomfort, and disruption. That is one of the major things you're gonna say. It disrupts, change disrupts everything. It's like, it's weird, you can't explain it. Transition also brings with it a brand new vision for future. It leads to hope, which means you're reaching and growing more in the kingdom. And that's one of the things I want you to see. With the transition, it always brings a, a greater future, a greater vision for the future. And that's what starts happening. And here's the thing, a lot of times this is the key, and I wanna give you a definition. Am I trapped in transition? The definition of transition is this, the process of changing from one position to another. It is a, pro, a progression, a development, and actually an evolution of something. Transition means change. It signifies that there is something to leave behind and something to look forward to. Now, I wanna explain that to you because a lot of people start getting like, oh my God, does this mean, no. What this basically means is, and I've, I, could, I could articulate it and explain it to you spiritually. It's like for a season of life, you work and you navigate in an arena. And usually what happens for me spiritually is this. I stay in this arena for a while, sometimes years, sometimes. And it's like you just start getting uncomfortable in the place where you're at. Nothing's changed. Nothing's gotten weird, and this is what most people do. Now, I want you to see this, and I want you to pull this in. You've all been through this in the room. I'll tell you how I first learned this. I was in a season, man. I was doing stuff for God. Everything was going great, and all of a sudden, what had happened was I just felt this heaviness for, like, I was in this heavy season, you know, and I was just heavy, and I was like, man, this is weird. So, like, I took, a, I took like, a spiritual vacation for a couple of days, you know. I was like, well, I'm just I'm going to eat Doritos and just chill out, and I don't want to be bothered. And, and I waited and waited, and I waited it out, and I got out, and I thought I had this great breakthrough. I was like, oh, I broke through. And God's like, you didn't break through nothing. You're going to have to go through that season again. And I was like, wait a minute, man. He's like, no, what I needed you to do in that, in that season 
was I needed you to use the tools I gave you through confession of the word, meditation of the word, praying in the Holy Ghost, and using the tool belt of success, spiritual tool belt. I believe that's Romans 8, 14, Romans 8, 16. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Romans 8, 16, for the Spirit itself, for himself, bears witness with our spirit that we're the sons of God. We gotta be Spirit-led. What God was wanting me to do and wants you to do was this. He was wanting me to grab, to grab life in this moment, really just grab it and break through. Now, does that make sense? He didn't want me to like watch reruns on Netflix and just veg out and make it, because you don't grow. He wanted me to press in spiritually and break through. I didn't, and I kind of graced my way through it. I just had enough strength to get through it, and I knew I was going to have to face that battle another day. Now, what did that mean? That meant this, that God was trying to take me from glory to glory to glory. And the only way to get you to go to another spiritual season of your life sometimes is through the discomfort of the season you're in. And God doesn't do it per se, but he allows the process to happen. He makes you uncomfortable where you're at because otherwise you'd be comfortable. You know, it's like Elijah's thinking it's great sitting at the brook. You know, the raven's bringing, the, he's bringing bread and he's feeding them and the brook's got water. But all of a sudden, God dries up the brook. Now, God didn't dry up the brook to stop um, being kind or loving towards Elijah. He brought him to the brook and dried it up so he could bring him to a greater place of increase. God sometimes will dry up your brook to take you to a place of growth. My God, that'll preach. Your brook will dry up, not because God is not kind, but he's taking you to more. And I've always said that with the story, that when he got to Zarephath and met the widow woman, what Elijah had received was increase, because now he had mere barrels full of it. He didn't have to wait on a raven, he had increase. Then he stepped into the next place, the increase of seed time and harvest. But this is what I gotta get you to see. Elijah's brook dried up, not because God was mean, not because God was like difficult, but God was trying to get him out of comfort and get to the next season of spirituality that he had for him. Now you might say, man, Pastor Chris, that's not comfortable. No, it's not comfortable. God's not concerned with comfort as much as he's involved with you wanting to grow. And if, God, if you're gonna grow, you're, you know, it was that scripture we used, Joseph got tried by the promise, he develops character. And the key with this is that, is now here's the kicker. This is very important. Most people think transition and change are the same thing. And I want to explain something to you. This is how I'm going to say it. Now, this is, you got to catch this. Change, the want to change, <clears throat> starts the process of transition, but they're not the same. Okay? Did that make sense? Now, I got to go slow here because you can lose people. Here's what I'm I want change in my spiritual life. Great. The minute you say, I want to go, grow, God starts the process of transition. Once transition starts, that doesn't mean you move anywhere. That's where most people mess it up. This is what they do. Well, uh, uh, and they, they don't like the pressure, so they, get, they try to get out of the pressure by making some decision. Nine out of ten people in the church they, they mess up. They leave the church. They, I've had people, oh, my God. They got into pressure of change. And usually why you're, 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 you're really messed up in transition is because you didn't move when God told you to move. Man, this is good stuff. God told you seasons before, and usually when most people, because of a lack of just spiritual intelligence, I don't say that meaningly. Please hear me. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to help you. So they usually what they do is this. 
well, you know, I was supposed to be a Bible school student. I was supposed to be in the ministry. I was supposed to be spiritual. I was supposed to be doing this. And you put that on the back burner for some excuse. And then all of a sudden, you're, you wake up to spirituality. You're like, oh, my God, I'm behind. I'm behind. I'm behind. And then you sell into God, you know, all the big stuff. Like you're going to get out of sin. You're going to do all And now you're like, God, I want to grab next level living, next level living, next level living. And you grab on. And now God goes, okay, great. You want more? Here comes transition. And now everybody goes, woo! This is great. Yes. Yeah, hey. I'm in. I'm ready. And we go, okay, good, 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 good. When's this going to be over? And I go, nine months. <laughs> and they go, what? Maybe. I got stuff 10 years. What? Well, 10 years? Yeah. So chill out, buttercup, because you just started, you just started this thing, and now what starts happening, watch this. Well, I, I, I don't like the pressure. Nobody likes the pressure. Now you got to sit in the pressure, and usually what they do, the pressure makes people. The pressure, even with the promise, and the pressure with the spiritual growth makes people make a mistake. Because I, it's like Abraham, whatever, this is taking too long. Sarah, whatever. Go create Ishmael because the bottom line is this. We got to have something happening. Movement is not growth, guys. Movement is not spirituality. You sometimes got to sit in the middle of the pressure, hang on and go, great. I'm just as uninformed. This is so good. I am just as uninformed today as I started nine years ago. This is where trust, transparency, you should do it like this transparency, trust, and literally waiting for triumph in the area, you got to sit there. And you got, oh, how long is this going to take? How in the world do I know I ain't God? You know what I'm saying? So you got to chill out. Usually what happens is people right there go, you know what? I'm going to, they do this all the time. You sep most people do this. It's a mistake. They separate from the voice they need to stay near because there's less pressure there. Let me go down, down the road where there's, nobody's pressuring me. They make changes that is not spiritual growth. Really, it's backward change, and they go lateral for a long season of life because they disconnect from what was taking them forward. I, I just recently have created havoc in this church by following God. Quiet in this Presbyterian church this morning. Listen, I'm telling you what happened. <laughs> I'm telling you what happened because my decisions now put your life in motion. See, that's what a lot of you don't understand. See, what you mean, what you mean, preacher? You're talking to, no, 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 no. Every assignment I choose to take rocks your boat. Every assignment I choose to accept rocks your boat because we're in the boat together. So now all of you are scrambling for next level. It's like, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, guess what? Next level's waiting and it shakes the boat and the people that go, bump this, they jump overboard. But the people in the boat go, I got to go up. So now you have to embrace this place. Otherwise, you just say, like, I don't know. Some of you are like, I don't even know. What's he talking about? You're, trust me, you're feeling the effects of it. You might not understand it, but it's happening in your life. Is that okay? I don't understand what he means. Well, ask Jesus. Ask the 12 guys hanging out with Jesus. They didn't get persecuted because of them. They got persecuted because of him. They didn't stay in trial because of them. They stood trial because of him. They didn't have to go through the tests and trials of certain things in life until they stood close to him. This is what I'm trying to tell you guys. You got to get this. This is how you grow. But thank God a leadership is taking on more. 
So do you understand what's going on? In this season of life, we're going to look at J, uh, Mark chapter 4, 35, and we're going to talk. Every time God is trying to take you to the other side of something, he's got something better waiting for you. The only problem is you don't realize sometimes the storm you got to go to to get there. Is that okay? Because everybody thinks this. Sometimes it feels like in transition, I'm leaving something behind. And I'm not sure what I'm going to see on the other side. Will you relax? How in the world is God going to take you from what is good for you and take you to something worse for you? That make no sense, does it? God's not taking you. God's, if God is asking you to grow spiritually, there's a be- Look, man, that's good. If God is asking you to grow spiritually, there's a better you in your future than the you you are now. If God is asking you to leave some mindsets behind, there's a better you waiting for you in the future. Why do you want to still stay the you you are now? Well, I'm comfortable here. Well, comfort isn't growing you. You see what I'm saying? If God's leading you to something better. Now, I'm going to tell you right here now, it don't make no sense. Because can you imagine Elijah? I would have been mad as a hornet. I'm sitting at the brook. I got water from property. Come on, somebody. I got Grubhub dropping off manna. Come on, let's get, per- let's get realistic, right? I got water from property. I got lake from property. I got nobody around. Elijah's kicking back, right? I got a lawn chair, just chilling. Grubhub, got ravens. Grubhub dropping off. Manna, get living the resort life, nobody around, nobody bothering him, right? He's on a secluded island, and he got Grubhub dropping off stuff, and he's just chilling. Woo! God, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he starts looking at the water level, right? The water level starts going down to the lake. He's like, something must be up, something's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Next thing you know, the raven's starting to fly a little crooked. He's like, hey, 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 this is uncomfortable. He's at the resort, you know? He's at the resort just chilling. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, now I get up one day, and the, I woke up in the one morning, and ain't no water. Where the water go? Where the water go? Raven ain't coming. He got mad, right? He's like, God's like, hey, get up out of here and go to Zero Path. There's a widow woman waiting for you. He's like, woohoo, we're back in the money, baby. I followed him to the brook. He showed up with valet. Woo, come on. Took care of me, right? He gets there. Praise God. This widow woman, she must be rich, right? Because I, I had lakefront property. Where's she at? And he found this widow woman. He said, hey, widow woman, get me a drink. I thought the drink was a greater miracle because there was a drought in the land and give me a cake, but we'll leave that story for itself. And he goes, what do you got? She goes, I got a Twinkie, and me and my son are going to eat it and die. You got a Twinkie, you're going to die. I'd be like, hey, God, wait a minute, time out. I was living at, I was living at waterfront property. I had ravens feeding me two times. This lady got a Twinkie. Is she going to die? This don't look better where I left. Transition never looks better at first from where you left until you give it time. It's like, well, this is stupid. You know why, you know why he yanked that cake out of her hand? Because he was mad. You know why he asked that stupid, give me the cake, lady, and you surely won't die. I don't know what God's going to do, but if he brought me from Lake Prom property to this mess, give me the cake. Or you're going, we're all going to die. She said, all right, whatever, whatever. You look like you're pretty, all right, let's do it. She's in transition. The decisions you make in transition are detrimental to your destiny. What if she eats the cake? She's dead. Everybody's dead. Chill out. Recognize the moment. She said, all right, good, give them the cake. Now they got mirror barrels full uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Next thing he got to do, he got to go wait. You want to know, you know what happened after that? That's when he told that joker, go look for rain. 
He's like, look, this joker is so loaded with faith. Everybody loves the stories, right? But everybody doesn't know the backstory. You got to read the whole thing. How you think he got ready to go get rain? What do you see? He said, I don't see nothing. He said, go back. He said, I've been through this already. I've been to the brook. I've been to that widow. Trust me, there's a man going to show up with rain in his hand. Come on, man. You start trusting God's faithfulness after you go through seasons of transition. But sometimes in the middle of it, it looks like a mess because there's usually a storm connected from it. Because I got news for you. Nobody really wants to see you in this next level of life but God. So what do you think the enemy does? He shows up with a little opposition, okay? But just know this. I mean, look, look tap, tap your neighbor. Tap your neighbor. Tell him, trust him in the transition. Come on, somebody. Tap your neighbor. Tap your neighbor. I'm going to get a towel and preach. Mm -ha. Tap your neighbor. Tap your neighbor. Tell them, trust them in the transition. You got y'all quiet in here. Trust them in the transition. You got to say, say something up in here. You got to get ready for the, I'm sure. I don't like it. It's on cold breaker. I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. Nobody wants to do it. It's miserable. And when you know it's kind, you know what the most part about it, the worst part about it is, this is the worst part about it for me. You can't, it's like, you're just uncomfortable everywhere. You know what I'm saying? You're like, You're like in your own skin. You don't like it. You're like, man, like, I want to get out of here. You know what I mean? You got everything going good, but you just, you just can't get settled anywhere. You're like, my God, it put me in the middle of the thing. I'm not, I'm just, you know, and it's not that you're fleshy. It, it works on your flesh. So I can't say you're working out of carnality and trusting God, but man, I'll tell you what it really does. It tries your, 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 your every area of life. Because it's kind of like it's squeezing you into another season. And when you get squeezed like that, you're just uncomfortable, man. It's like, when am I going to get there? Like, when do we get to the destination? And then you, you plateau for a while, and then it starts all over again. So most people got to get ready for the process of transition. That's how you get you to go from glory to glory. Look what Mark 4.35 says. And the same day, when the evening was come, he said to them, Let, look at that. Let us pass over to the other side. Oh, come on, somebody. Let us pass over. Don't that sound good? They're thinking, man, the miracles are on the other side. The blessings on the other side. The favors on the other side. Woo! The land flowing, milk and honey's on the other side. Yeah, he didn't tell you all the hell you had to go through to get there. He just told you, here come the other side. You know what I mean? Let's go to the other side. My God in heaven, are you asking all that cute stuff? Like, God, use me? Yeah, okay. God, use me, Lord. Then he starts bringing the pain of process to use you. God, I don't want to be just status quo Christian. I want to be ministry-minded. Okay, good. Here comes your ministry. I'm going to show you something here because you want to know what? Let me give you these key points. They're good. Write this down. Point number one. We're going to speed up before we get into the story. You need to see this. Just write point number one. That ain't really the point, but it's kind of like this. Can you be comfortable not knowing? Write that down. Can you be comfortable not knowing? And you got to look at this. Hebrews 9.16, remember this, transition always begins with death. Man, that, that mortification begins with death. And you're going to see this in this Hebrew scriptures. Um, you're going to see this now, okay? Look what it says here, okay? Um, I think I might put it, did I put it in something different or maybe I didn't? Uh, I might have put it in, 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 yeah, yeah, I think I did. Like a will that takes effect when someone dies. Yeah, I probably put in that passion and just didn't throw it up there. That was my bad. Because you got to understand, so I got, I got to let go of some stuff. Don't, man, ooh, that's the truth. Like, like a will that takes effect. Man, did you get that? Yeah, 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 there you go. 
like, yeah, like the last will, like, yeah, here we go. When so, like a will that takes effect when someone dies, the new covenant was put into action, right, at Jesus' death. You see that right there? Oh, my God. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Prove that. Otherwise, that will cannot be enforced while the person who made it is still alive. Did you get that there? Now, a person's last will and testament can only take effect after one has proven to have died. Otherwise, that will cannot be enforced while the person who made it is still alive. So, I mean, you know, this, this is funny, right? And this, I got this. His death marked the transition from the old plan to a new one. Amen? Woohoo! My God in heaven. Did you get that? His death marked the transition from an old plan to a new one. Ain't that true? So guess what? If you're going to transition, you're going to die. Now, did you like that? No, because it's uncomfortable. Does that make sense? So if you want to go from one season to the next season, guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to die to some stuff. Everybody say, I got to die to some stuff. I got to die to some stuff. And let me tell you who gets lost in this. You get lost in this because you're going to give up. Now, listen to me. I'm going to tell you right here now. Every time you transition with God and go to where God wants you, sometimes you lose and leave behind some things that you want to hang on to. Yeah, that's true right there, bro. That hurts too. Because like, but I want to hang on to this. God's like, yeah, well, guess what? You can't hang on to that and go where, man, look, I tried to do it. You want to know what happened? I'm going to tell you this quick story. My buddies, my buddy, guy I went to Rainbow with. He, he was Baptist. Now, God bless the Baptist, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not talking about denominational stuff. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. So if you're Baptist, you know I love you. I'm not playing. I'm just talking. They got the Holy Ghost. I never forget this as long as we live. I never forgot this as long as I live. Seriously. So my buddy comes. Guy comes. He comes to me. We literally get them filled with the Holy Ghost. These two Baptist kids. So I go, man, me and my buddy are running around. We're praying in tongues all the time. I was like, bro, you praying in tongues? They look, they got scared. The dude did not respond to my, we used to have voicemail, um, not voicemail, message machines. You know what I mean? At the house, the tape, remember the tape? Kids are like, you didn't even know what We had this tape on a voicemail and you used to have to replay it. I left this dude four messages. They were scared. They didn't want to respond. Because the Baptist kids like, oh, we had the Holy Ghost. And I said, no, 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 let's go pray. So we go pray. Both these dudes get filled with the Holy Ghost. They're all pumped up. And they went back. They had come from, from, from Tennessee to come here to start a church. And it was funny. And here, Baptist kids got filled with the Holy Ghost. We got them filled with the Holy Ghost. I thought I was doing a good thing. I was like, get filled with the Holy Ghost. You need God. They go back, and they start telling these guys they came to start a church with, we got the Holy Ghost. The dudes were freaking out. So now we're in this, like, process for months as we're like, I'm getting ready, and I didn't have an answer. And we went to a meeting in Ocala, Florida, to go see a preacher. And I, me and my mouth, I was like, we need an answer to this because I think these dudes need to just go figure out their life. I said, so I asked the pastor, I said, listen, can you, can you help us, man? Because we got it. We got it. Pro- I said, we caused the problem, created a problem, and now they got a problem. And it wasn't a problem. I was like, they got filled with all this. I never forget what the guy said today in my life. He looked at them. He said, this is like Moses, and you got to make sure you don't become like Korah. And I said, what? He said, listen. He goes, the leadership is where they're going, and they ain't changing. If you rise up and try to change these guys that are set on a course, you're the one that's in rebellion. I said, whoa, that's true. That was that up thing. You're not supposed to correct these dudes. Tell them once, and if they ain't down with it, you got to go. I never forgot. He looked them dudes in the face and said, you guys spoke, you guys explained, and now it's time for you guys to leave, and you can't take nobody with you. And, bro, they literally had to, like, go from what they felt they were called to, and ain't nobody was going with them. 
It's a lonely journey, son. I had to do it. I got saved. I, I told my friend around, I said, either you come with me or I'm going back with you and I ain't going back with you, so I'm going. I was by myself. Sometimes transitioning in certain seasons, some of, you, some of you, the biggest problem you got in this building right now, as I'm talking to you, is you got the wrong association in life holding you back from what God wants you to transition into, and you too busy hugging on to people who ain't spiritual, and you want to hold on to a dream. You better let go of the dumb dream. It ain't God's dream. You better go run after your plan of God for your life. And some of you can bring, you know, don't balance it out. But you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I can't tell my friends about God. They don't want to hear about God. You need new friends. You need new stuff. Because transition is not simple. You got to die to transition. You got to die to some dreams. You got to die to some plans. You got to die to some. Transition begins with death. Okay? You know, there's three phases of transition. You got to let go. Everybody say, let go. Okay? Letting go of anything means you're going to deal with some kind of loss. That doesn't mean you're losing anything. Please understand me. When you let go, you might be letting go of familiar. You might be letting go of comfort. You might be letting go of like something that doesn't matter. But how are you going to transition if you keep hanging on to where you're at? You know what I'm saying? Well, I know I got to go there, but I ain't letting go. It's like hanging on to a pole. You know, you're like, okay, I know I got to go, but I, I got to go over there, but I ain't let, I'm not letting go. Come on, let's go. I got to go over there. No, I'm not going. I'm not going. Well, how in the heaven are you going to get from here to there? Nope. And God's trying to take you, and you're like, nope. You got to let go. Because there's a, then you got to go, now watch this now. There's a thing called the middle. Now that middle thing, woo, you know what I mean? You ain't there yet, and you got to hang on to that neutral zone. You know what I'm saying? Yesterday's gone, can't do nothing about it. And you can't step into tomorrow. And man, I call this thing, this is the test of time. You're in the middle. And God knows the middle ain't comfortable. And I don't know how long the middle lasts. And how many of you thought, you know, didn't y'all do that? I received it with gladness. Ooh, I heard the promise came. Ooh, my promise is here. Hallelujah. My promise, promise, promise. And now you're going to hang on. Come on, how many of you are there? Come on, come on, shout me down. I'm preaching way better than this. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, praise be to God. I'm believing God for my promise. And you hang on to, you know, 40 years waiting for a mountain. 80 years waiting. Starting to, come on, man, 80 years. Come on, you, you don't understand what I'm saying. How long I got to stand in this place? I like to call the middle the real transition. That's when, because, man, I'm going to tell you, and that's where your character gets worked. That's where your obedience gets worked. That's where your willingness gets worked. That's where, and most people quit. I don't need it that bad. Bump it. They settle. Oh, no, I don't need this. Forget that. Ooh! Man, you ever been there? And loneliness took me for a ride, baby. <laughs> Man, you lonely and mad and grumpy. And y'all like, oh, God! You know, God's like, you wanted it. Now, listen now. But they're his promises. Now, you understand that? Whatever it is. Now, Listen. All those promises are yes and amen. I'm just the realest preacher you probably met because I tell you the truth. I ain't in here sugarcoating nothing. That's why people don't want, oh, I don't want to go there. <laughs> what am I going to do, lie? I don't lie about nothing. I ain't lying. This is how you get it. And you hang on. And you start trusting God. And I'm going to tell you right now, and this is what you're going to learn, and this is the best. I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to give you a million-dollar a million nugget. You ready for it? What everybody considers to be the most miserable part of the process, I consider to be the greatest revealing of who God is. 
Because it's only in those lonely, anybody could ride with him on the mountaintop, wake up. It's when you're pushing through the valley and he comes through, you know you can trust him. And I'm telling you, this is the most valuable relationship building stuff you're learning. That even when I'm a nitwit, he's still God. Come on, somebody. Even when I'm pulling my hair out of my eyebrows, oh my God, he's still God. Even when I look ugly, he's still loving me. Even when it looks like it ain't working. Even when I, you know someone, you quit, he, you quit, he still qualified you. You packed it in, he still picked you up. You said, I'm done. He said, come on, let's go for a run. Come on, somebody. Even when it looks like it didn't happen, even it looks like it can't happen, even if it looks like it cannot be, even that, he's still God. He didn't disqualify you because you cried. You cussed him out. You got mad. You got angry. You quit. You told, you even rebelled some of you, you little rebellious little thing. You like, I'm not doing it, God. I'm not going. I'm not. Ah, Jonah. Jonah, where are you? Where are you, Jonah? I'm not going. Oh, you going. You going. You definitely going. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> Woo! You preaching good, amen. Jonah. I don't want to go to no Nineveh. I didn't ask you if you wanted to go. That's your assignment. I don't know about you. You don't get to pick. You know what I'm trying to say? Don't worry about it, man. You're better off in Nineveh. You're better off in Nineveh than you are in the whale's belly. Trust me, God knows what's good for you. Chill out. Relax. Trust him. Trust him where you can't track him. Trust him where you can't trace him. Just trust him. Look at this. I was supposed to read this scripture. God knows I didn't get to it, but I'm preaching way better than you amen to me, so praise God. Look, ain't this true? Ain't this true? Look, how about this? Now, I'm going to give you this. The last phase of this is people, now, you remember saying this, right? You go through letting go, and a lot of you, man, don't freak out, because all you've like, you know, you flip out, you're like, oh, I got to let, I got to, you all got to go like, you know, Go in your speed dial and get rid of some people. Some of you need to do that, but you know what I'm saying. Just chill. You got you to gotta let go of some things. You, most of you are going to have Yeah, I'll say it like this. You know what the Lord really, a lot of that is internal. The letting go is not physically for a lot of you. It's an internal for most of you. You got to let go of some stuff. You know what I mean? You just got to let go of it. It's funny. I just met, I think I told you the other day. I met the guy, um, when I was 21, I started a business. I met the son of the father, the guy, just the other day, I was in Publix, who, the father who was making probably $12 million, this is 91, made $12 million a year, and I was, I was, a, glor, I was a glorified, you know, whatever, and so it took me and encouraged me to go be, to go be prosperous. I never forget as long as I live. I'm this, his son, he seen me, he said, hey, you. I said, hey, what are you doing? He said, you know, my dad went, 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 I said, yeah, dad passed away, mom passed away. I said to him, I said, you don't know this. I said, but your dad encouraged me, a young guy, and gave me the, the passion to know I could be something. Because how many people you know with 12 million a year coming in that are like, you got it, man. Kid, you can do this. I went off the rail because somebody believed in me like that. You know, my parents always believed in me and stuff like that. I'm not saying that. But somebody that was making, like, in the work world say, bro, get, get, get in the car. Go for a ride. I'm like, where are we going, dude? You weird or something? I didn't know. He's like, no, you got what it takes. You're going to do great things. I was like, God, I don't know what you see in me, but praise God. And if you see it, I can do You said I can do it. Give me some validation. I went for it. <laughs> then I came back to it. 94, I got saved. God's like, what do you want? 
there's nothing wrong with it, but I got a different journey for you. You got to pick one or the other. You can't have both. And you know what's funny? God will sometimes give you both back, but you don't know that in the middle of it. You know, he had the crossroad like, hey, you don't know. You never been to, I went to Raymond. I thought like, oh, my God, I'm going to be in the jungle of Africa somewhere, a missionary. I swear to God, I was scared. I'm like, I might be in the middle. There ain't nothing wrong with Africa. Africa's beautiful. I've been and I'd stay there. But you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, God's going to send me to Siberia because you know I like the sun, and God's going to send me to Siberia. Kind of is kind of sending me to Siberia, a little lighter than Siberia. <laughs> is God's going to send me to Siberia. I was sitting there with like an igloo with an ugly lady. <laughs> God's going to torture me. I was sitting in an igloo with an ugly lady and ugly kids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Stop. I'm playing, but you know what I'm saying. I was single and scared. Well, I know what's going on. Like God's going to punish me because I'm not that good a Christian. Oh, my God. I don't want to go to no Bible school. I'm scared. What's going to happen to me? So then you get there, you don't believe in you because you don't really want to believe in you. Because if you start believing in this, you might have to make some life decisions. You don't want to handle it yet. I'm preaching so good, somebody better shout me down. I don't want to believe this this much because if I believe it this much, oh my God, God might really start doing some of them things I think he could do with my life. Oh, I'm going to kick a chair. You better get that. Then you got to make a choice. Jeez. We're going to the other side. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Say, we're going to the other side. Look at your neighbor. Look at your other neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Look at your other neighbor. Say, you don't know what the hell you got to go through to get there, baby. <laughs> Come on. I'm serious. That ain't no cuss word. That's the truth. You got to fight death, hell, and the grave. You don't know the pain of the process, the pain within the promotion. You don't know this stuff when you start out. Looks good. Look what he said here. Look what he said here. Go to Mark 4, 35. Did you get this stuff? And you start believing in this stuff. You might, same day, let's go pass over the other side. And when he sent the multitude away, he took him even as he was in his ship. And there was also with him other ships. They're little ships. And there rose a great storm of the wind and the waves beat in his ship. And it was now full. How many know when you're fishing in a boat and the water is now full in the boat? This ain't a good day. Ferry trip, road trip. He was in the slack, sleeping on a pillow. They waking him and said, Master, don't you care we perish? Ain't that the first question you got in the middle of transition? Don't you care I'm dying? <laughs> you silly little Christian. Don't you realize that's the only way to transition? You got to die in this season. You're like an ugly caterpillar. You ever see those ugly caterpillars? Florida, we got the ugliest caterpillars you've ever seen in your life. Orangey looking, weird, furry. I don't want to touch them things. They look gross, Right? Everything's turning into beautiful butterflies. Nobody, you know, that they, 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 uh, they got a word for it. I, f I forgot it. It'll come to me. But they, they, they I'm going to screw it up. But what happens is when that butterfly it, in the middle of that cocoon, when it, when it goes through this, it's not crystallizes, but it, what is that word? Who? Yeah, metamorphosis. I know that one. But there's this process of, it's somewhere to see. They, it, 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 it turns, it does something inside the shell where it, it does, I don't know, it's a fancy word, but whatever that process is, it dies. It physically dies in there. And imagine this. So that metamorphosis, this ugly caterpillar gets there, it's crystallization or, I don't know, it starts to see, I'll figure it out one day. But it's got this fancy word. What this word does, I mean, it dies and becomes actually, and it dies as a, a caterpillar and it becomes alive as a butterfly. Does that make sense? 
that's that metamorphosis, but that crystallization or whatever that word is, it, it has in there, it's literally a death and a rebirth. What I, well, go, wait, 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 don't you care if thou perish? Yeah, I know. That's the, you got to perish right now in transition so I can get to the other side and have a brand new you. Because right now you don't trust me. Then he rebukes him, right? Don't you realize that boat ride was all about faith and trust, not about the waves and the sea? Everybody wants to preach the peace be still. I want to preach the transform you. They still didn't have peace be still in them. He had peace be still in him. He looking at them and say, why you doubt me? You guys ever going to get this? You could have did the same thing I did. He's waiting for the peace be still to be in them, not just in him. But you got to die. Carest thou not that we perish? He should have said, no, I could care less if you drop dead right here in the boat. Matter of fact, I want you to die. That's why I put you in this dinghy and put you in the middle of the water. Let the waves come over. That's why I was taking a nap. See if you jokers could figure it out. But you over here worried about dying. Yeah, die. You should all die. I hope you die right now. Die to that lack of faith. Die to that lack of ability. Die to the doubt in your head. Die to all that stuff holding back from you knowing I'm God. Die. You dead yet? That's the only way to start the process of transformation. You got to die. Oh, great. He rebuked it. <laughs> he, here's the process. You ready? Verse 40 is the reason why, but watch this. Peace be still. And the wind ceased. Look at verse 40. And he said to them, why are you fearful? And why don't you have no faith? That was, that was, the, that was the transformation. Let's go over to the other side. But when I get to the other side, I don't want the same you to be in the boat. I want to see a new you over there because we just transitioned from where we were to where we're going. And until you get this process figured out, you're going to be the same you in the next season I bring you, and that ain't good enough. Woo! Why? Ain't nothing wrong with you, but you got to have next-level faith for the next season. You got to have next level believing for the next season. You got to have next level mentality for the next season. You got to have next level thinking for the next season. I can't leave you in this season and bring you to the next season because the next season you is not qualified for the dimension of God I got set up for you. And I need you to step out of you and step into me and become the person I called you to be. Transition isn't easy, but you got to do it. I want you to know this. You can triumph through transition. Triumph in transition. You see this in 2 Corinthians 2.14. You're not going to be comfortable in it. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be simple. It's not going to be, it's not going to be, you're going to have to be responsible. But the most important thing you're going to have to know is this, that I can triumph in transition. Look what it says right here. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place we go. Did you get that? Did you understand that? He said, man, I'm just going to try to bring you from victory to victory to victory. But you got to understand that when you're in the middle of transition, this is, there's not tragedy in transition unless you stop and go back to where you were. You can't go back. The only way is to go forward. And I promise you, if you can hold on, you will walk through transition and you will triumph. Now, here's what you're going to say to me. How do I know? Well, look here, zoom in. Let me come close. <laughs> Let me get real close. All you people just bear with me. Let me get real close. You're not going to know. That's why it takes faith. If God told you everything he was going to do, it would take no faith to do it. That's why God doesn't tell you anything. He just says, hey, leave. Hey, go. Hey, get in the boat. Hey, let's go. God knows 
that if he told you every detail of it, it wouldn't take any faith for you to manifest it. That's what you got to remember. That's what you got to remember. So you're going to learn trusting God. You're going to learn believing in God. You're going to learn in transition, you're going to believe I'm trusting him, I'm believing him, I'm expecting him, but he ain't going to give me every detail of it because if I had the details of it, I'm going to need the faith for it. Don't forget that as you leave here today, that to have faith for it, I'm going to have to keep faith in it. Come on, somebody. I got to do it. And I got to trust them where I can't trace them, track them, see them, know where he's going. But if I know this, that if I can walk through transition, I can walk into breakthrough that God has for my life. Come on, stand up on your feet. Let me pray for you this morning. I promise you this. Today was a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Just put this in the archives of life because I think these messages are going to change your life forever. Because guess what? You might not. Pastor Chris, I'm not in transition right now. Well, trust me, this one you want in the archive. You're going to be in transition soon enough. And you're going to be pressing through some stuff. You might not know how to navigate or when to navigate. But I promise you this, if you take the truths I gave you and trust him, you're going to see it. I really like what I told you there. I hope you got it. I feel like I'm trapped in transition, but I'm trying to triumph in this thing with everything I got. Amen. Come on. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that not only are they quick, they're sharp, they're bright. They understand that transition is a process might not be comfortable, but I can trust God in it because if he's taking me from here to there, there is better for me. I promise you this, Lord, that as they pray and they believe and they ask questions, you're going to show them how to grow in every area of their life. And I know, Lord, that you're going to make a way where it seems to be no way for them some seasons of life. We know you're faithful and we know we trust him. But Father, I pray, let them navigate through transition and step into the greater season of life you have for them with faith, in faith, by faith, that you give them to do it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Listen, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. It's going to be great. Don't forget, come see me next week. It's going to be awesome in the house of the Lord. We're just pushing through. Guess what? It might be transition, but guess what? You're a person that triumphs. I love you, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.